Hello, I'm Nimote of Accra with Hi guys, my name is Christopher Opara of Technova Ghana. We're the co-hosts co of, of Agbogloshi, a tech podcast. A tech podcast, you know, the first of its kind in Ghana. Yep. And we are going to be bringing you a lot of reviews, a lot of tech news, a lot of unboxing. Unboxing is my favorite. I know, Nini nee, nee is always Send me stuff to unbox. <laughs> it doesn't have to be even you, just it has to be in a box. It doesn't <laughs> So yeah, we're going to be talking about a lot of things in tech in Ghana, especially um, policies, startups, um, tech companies, and pretty much what the tech community in Ghana is up to. So we hope you keep it locked with us every week. And yeah, we'll always bring you the best. Of course. Of course. Of course. What, what, what do we have for them today? Um, today we are doing a couple of interesting topics so i think this one is going to be the most interesting topic of our podcast so, so far, so far. <laughs> <laughs> the state of All isps in ghana what do you mean by isps internet service providers but our focus is i mean we have to highlight the two biggest ones mm. our focus is on the busy versus surfline 4g war charlie these guys they go head to head Busy launch this one, Surfline launch this one, Busy launch this one. Like, let us actually take a look back and say, these are two ISPs in Ghana that, you know, most people recognize. Everyone I meet either has a Surfline modem or a 4G modem or any company I go to usually has Surfline, Surfline. Busy providing their internet service. What do you think is the state of these ISPs in Ghana? They could do better. Charlie, I agree. They could they could do a way lot more better. Because mm-hmm. one, I, I don't know if 4G is a name for them, but I mean, to me, it means faster speeds. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't always get. <laughs> because it's actually not fast. Do you understand? So I, I don't know. I don't know what the challenges are, if it's infrastructural, if there's something in the Ghanaian air. I don't know. I Maybe it's my laptop, which is old. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Oh, by the way, he's using a MacBook, so I don't even believe that. <laughs> um, I think... So, I use Busy, right? For personal stuff. And for the greater part of it, when I started with Busy, Busy was offering ridiculous prices for data. It was, it was ridiculous. I think for like 65 Ghana CDs, I was only able to get 5 gig. Or something as ridiculous as that. Then I think they now brought in the lifestyle packs, you know, where you have YouTube plans, Facebook plans, you know, and all of that stuff. And, you know, I've seen the progression. Mm-hmm. And I think that data by these ISPs is just too expensive. I think to me that's just my verdict. It's just crazy expensive. Um, if you can slash your prices and by as much as 70% in less than a year, mm-hmm. why did you have them so high in the first place? Thank you. Thank you. That just that's just that's the perfect description. You know, but I I, I know that these, these 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 guys spend a lot of money to buy the spectrums, the the you know the spectrums that they use mm-hmm. to provide this service. You know, in millions and millions of dollars. So, I see the sense of business in other in in in, in the case of recuperating that money you spent. But I think if your service is offering good value, the numbers would always make up for the profits. Do you understand? I, I, I see Surfline 
Softline were the biggest guys, so I think their shoulder was too high. Yeah. So they were charging re- to get the modem. <laughs> this time, last year, yeah. To get MI5. I, I, <laughs> I don't know if this is a Ghana thing. Yeah. But you realize that every time there's a new service or something, there was a time when a SIM card cost as much as what one million, like hundred cities. Like back then, wha- yeah. that was one million. Like just to get a SIM card, and then now it's like what's one two CD. So what what is it that drives it like that? What makes it like so expensive initially, and then mm-hmm. the f- prices fall so dramatically? Well, first of all, I think first of all they are seeing the numbers. They are seeing that people are not subscribing as much. They are seeing that people are not doing as buying as much MiFi's as they intended to sell. Mm. So they are like, okay, let's take this price down a notch. You know, and they take it down a notch. There's an increase in sales. Do you understand? Then they see that, okay, it's still not there. Let's take it down a notch further. So I think another problem that needs to be addressed with this is policy. I want to believe that the policy surrounding 4G ISPs and how they price their services and actually how much one megabyte of data should cost or mm. how much one gigabyte of data should cost it's not a set in stone rule you know i think there has to be some policy i think they need to approach this from a policy point of view because if you're telling me that at some point in time surfline was offering 12 gig at 75 ghana cities yeah but the same busy was offering five gig for 65 ghana cities <laughs> are you seeing the margin so that means the policy was not there so anybody can just come Open, you know, start up mm. an ISP. If you want to charge 500 Ghana CDs for 10 gig, it's up to you. But I mean, could it be that they are targeting different folks? So maybe Surfline is targeting the people who they feel like can only pay so much. And yeah. busy is like, yo, if you don't have money, stay away from my service. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's how they are just segmenting themselves. I think I uh, maybe I agree with you. I think I agree with you on that. But then at some point, you know, Busy did a rebrand, yeah. so they're more student focused, young people focused mm-hmm. now. They launched Jump, which was uh, their lifestyle student platform where students can interact. So I think at first they came with this um, young working class people in mind. Mm. You understand? Yeah. But Surfline was a bit more student friendly. So a lot of people were using su- a lot of students and young people were using Surfline. But then I think Busy now saw that Charlie, this direction, it's it, not working. He gets some roadblock. It's, it's, it's not working. It's not working I mean, at all. should should internet be like a status symbol or a right? I think internet should be a right. I think every 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 individual who is able to afford it, or who is able to be computer literate, you know, should should have a certain level of internet access at a certain level of affordable price. Hmm. Do you understand? I, I, it's not, I don't, I think, but the fact that we're in Africa, it may look at the status symbol, you know, oh, I have access to 4G internet. Yeah. I'll be big boy now. Do you understand? Flaunt your modem up and down, <laughs> right? So, but I think, I think we're getting to that stage where it should be a thing where it should be as affordable as 10 gig for 20 Ghana cities. I get to end, you know, also, it's not, they're annoying not so much because of the price, but because of the service. Mm. 
because mm-hmm. there, there are lots of dead zones in Accra. Shall I say that again? Lots of dead zones. It again. doesn't work as quickly as it does. Even where we're recording this thing right now. I mean, it, <laughs> <laughs> it, it disappears mysteriously. How does that happen? I, How I does your, your data just disappear? I think... What was the tech behind that? So I was, I was talking to Joe today, and I said to him that uh, I had an experience. And this was sometime last week. I went to an office in Laboni, and I walked into the building, and my networks disappeared. I used Vodafone for three for my mobile, and then I used yeah. Busy. No service, no service. Uh-uh. And I said, okay, and I asked around, I'm like, does this usually happen? They said, oh, that uh, Vodafone is a bit terrible here. Yeah. MTN is the most reliable in that area. I said, okay. So I just said, let me finish what I'm doing there, and then I'll leave. And I finished what I was doing, and I stepped out of the building. And I still had no service on my phone and on my modem. I restarted these devices like five times. Yeah. And still no service. Charlie, I gave up because I had other things to go and do now. <laughs> but I said in my head, at the back of my mind, I put it that I was going to lash out a Vodafone for this. Then I got back home and I just realized that the network was still the same thing. No mm. service. I took a friend's SIM card, which was MTN, put it in my phone, thinking it was my phone. Do you understand? And it was not really my phone. His MTN came up. Less than 10 minutes later, service just mysteriously appeared. So I'm guessing for like a good 30 minutes, there was entire blackout from Vodafone all busy. Yeah. Do you understand? And there was no apology. There was no, you know, backlash. There was no... I remember when Nine Mobile in Nigeria was down. Challenge us for 20 minutes. And people went crazy. Oh, Nine Mobile is the worst network. Oh, there's no that. <laughs> you know, so... How do these guys run a, a network company and there are dead zones you go to, there are places you go to, you can't yeah, have I basic mean, edge. Imagine imagine being freelance like we are needing the internet to work. Exactly. You have a deadline to complete. Already as a freelancer, no one wants to pay you for work you've already done. Then imagine there's a deadline you have to meet and then the internet just goes, goes, goes away. Uh, that be some yawa? That's some cool thousands of cities gone. It's, it's, it's terrible, you know, these guys need to definitely do better. I know that, you know, there's a, there's definitely a lot of competition between Busy and Surfline. Um, we appreciate the competition, but um, we, we think your prices can be better for us young people who are hustling. <laughs> you know, Charlie, uh, we have to be honest with these things, you know. Spain, I pay 75 Ghana CDs for 12 gig. And with the amount of work I do, that finishes in five days. Yeah. I you mean, I, I realized I spent as much as 40% of my monthly budget on just internet. Charlie, I never reach your level. But the money. 40%. 40% on internet. Wow. 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 That's huge, you know. And, and imagine if, if internet was very affordable. If we could get 10 gig for 20, 30 Ghana cities, you know. Life would be so much easier for us, you know. We can just buy a lot at, at once, you know. Yeah. So w- w- we appreciate the competition between Busy and Surfline. Um, I see their billboards. I know that there's a lot of of competition between the both of them, but I think the prices can be better. I think the coverage can also be better. Better, definitely. As well. Yeah. And you know, speaking of coverage and speaking of um, competition, I need to tell you that Circle, the tech market in circle is Ghana's hidden treasure. You mean around tiptoe lane? Around tiptoe lane. Forget it. I think that is Ghana's hidden treasure. Charlie, you go there and you see 
the vibrant youths who are who have a range of tech products. So like if you go there, there is no tech gadget you want that you can't find. See, I have a couple of friends, Ralph and Quay. They I home. Yeah. See, the minute the minute there's an Apple launch, yeah. In two days you can have in circle. In two days. <laughs> that must be nice. That must be. But but the thing is, we, we also need, even though we're appreciating these guys, we need to actually look at these things in depth. Are these guys, where are these phones coming from? Are there big money companies that are investing in these small boys to import? Is there some illegal twist to it? Do you know, how is Circle able to have a phone in two days? I, I think that's a good question. That's mm-hmm. a good question. Because when, from outward expre- um expressions you yeah. they shouldn't be able to afford it of course <laughs> i mean take at least a week <laughs> you know i mean not even not even the fact of having it in two days but the amount of stock in the shops like how mm. much money it costs to have that much inventory in your shops mm. like it's it's just mind-boggling like a lot of money changes hand in in, uh, in circle in a week like if if you sit there for like 30 minutes yeah you see like those a minimum of in like just 30 minutes you could see like 5,000 cities just exchange hands easily easily and that's that's not the total of their deal we forgot open shop for there <laughs> <laughs> we forgot open shop for there but it's I find it as a very interesting place um I have a friend there you know sorry a plug you know he any gadget need I have he's able to hook me up and you know one day I was having a conversation with him and I said how is this market vibe vibing you know how is it how is it booming so much you know mm. people are coming to open new shops yeah one you can go to one store they have over 500 gadgets in one store you know that's a lot of money uh, what's the investment behind this who is investing in these guys are you using your personal money or did some big money investor come and then say okay look i'll open a shop for you are you doing this on credit and he wasn't very responsive you know so I think there's still a shard of secrecy in circle on <laughs> on how that place works, really. Because that, it fascinates me, bro. It fascinates me. You walk in there, one store has over 50 iPhone 7s. Charlie, make we actually calculate this in. iPhone 7. In just one store, and this is just iPhone, you're looking, you're looking at, okay, let's just say an average of 3,500 yeah. per iPhone. You're looking at 177,000 Ghana CDs. Lying there, just lying there. This so is in cash. Like, this, this is lying there, which means you, you need to have actual cash too. to actually. <laughs> so it's it's really important to know that, you know, that there's a circle market. I know I had written something on Technova about is it Ghana's hidden treasure and everything, but now questions need to be asked. Yeah. Do you understand? Is is are those products? Can we advise people and say if you have gadget needs, go to circle. You know, are we advising them wrongly or are we in right to say that, okay, these products are genuine products and you can go there and have 100% trust in these products? I mean, I do I do know these shops are registered and they are taxed by AMA and the revenue yeah. authorities. They pay all of that. So on that as for that aspect, they, I mean, the ones in the shops, not the guys who approach you like... Of course, of course. Sorry, those guys, there'll be some... Make we talk that one later. But the ones in the shows, like they, they actually have business structures. Like yeah. it could be sole proprietorships or limited liabilities. Yeah. So for that aspect, they are cleared. How they do get their money? I mean, a crowd with everybody for chop. Not true. Not true. So not I mean, true, you can't true. delve too deeply into that. 
Yeah. Unless you you, are, you want to get your plug to come and speak to us. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> you guys don't tell me in person. You won't come to... Hey, nah. But um, we, we really appreciate what they're doing for the tech community. I think that if you go to an Accra mall to buy a product and you go to Circle, you find out that Circle is a bit cheaper. Yeah. You know. Um, but just... When you're, if you're, for any of our listeners, if you if you plan on going to Circle to buy any gadgets, definitely don't patronize the guys that call you. No, those ones, Charlie. We know, we don't know those ones. But when you walk into Tiptoe Lane and then you have actually approached those shops, and it's also interesting to know that a good percentage of those people they are Nigerians. Yes. You guys, why? Why? Charlie. Where, do you, you it's, it's like do you, when they give birth to you, do you small money? <laughs> Ah, Charlie, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. Nigerians just have a very diehard approach to everything. We're very industrious. Like, so it's not strange to see that Circle is 50% or 40% Nigerians. And Charlie, the way their are, are marketing strategies there. Eh? Charlie, one guy brings some, he brings some techno boom or something like that. Come yeah. give me. Say, Charlie, you for buy this phone. I say, why? Say, Charlie, come. If you, if, you, if you buy this phone, no girl where you go talk to where she no go. I say, how you take no? I say, Charlie, now nah, this phone I use to get my, my girlfriend. I say, oh, wow. You know, so they have some very funny marketing strategies there as well. But I think with the right support from government, if government can actually take a look at that mm. community and give them some relief programs or some support, yeah. restructure them into a proper place. But do we, do we really want that though? I mean, they're doing very well on their own. But then even it's, it's not as if like whatever government touches tends to gold. <laughs> On the yeah. contrary, money goes missing when the government when the gets government. involved. <laughs> but the thing is, in as much as you're succeeding, there's a lot of loopholes. There's no day that in circle, someone has not been duped. Someone has not been ha- had his phone said, oh, and they go charge them and they come. Mm. And his phone is gone. Yeah. You know, there's no accountability there. So everybody's going there at their own risk. And I know that even in Lagos, the computer village there comes with the same risk. Yeah. Know, but I think that the government, if they come into this, they can restructure, they can relocate them if possible because that place, get a CV, do you understand? That, that hood generally is not a safe place, you know? So I think that Circle is a, is a, is a very, very hidden I mean, treasure. Uh, as, uh, do tech, up, tech startups, do yeah. they have something to learn from that place? I think that... I think that in terms of learning as a startup, one thing that they need to learn from those guys is their drive, mm. their hustle. Yeah. You know, they have good days and they have bad days. Some days they don't go sell, some days they go sell. You know, but they are always driven. They are passionate about the work. Yeah. You know, if you hear one of those circle guys talk about a gadget, you know that, okay, this guy is passionate about it. They may not be also literate and all that, but they're able to channel their drive in the right direction also i also think that tech startups need to understand the role of community yes they are very collaborative they in, in those guys and like yo those guys are Charlie, you're I, telling I, you I, I don't have it like wait, me, wait for me five minutes <laughs> they don't even tell you they don't have it oh at the camp i guess some other some shop, other shop for this side. <laughs> Charlie, those guys collaborate a lot you know and all of that. So I think tech startups can and, learn that. And they, they can come together and agree, we're not going to sell this below a certain price. Yeah. And there's no one, even if it's going to go hungry, there's no one in that, that, in that on that lane who's going to sell you 
below their grade price. I agree. I agree. I agree. That's 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 what a community should be like. A lot yeah. of collaboration. I think that's what the tech community or startup community in Ghana really lacks. You know, there isn't a lot of collaboration. I think that there's a lot of competition. Oh, I want to be the first to, you know, that kind of thing. But collaboration is key to building a community. Sure. Startups need to know that if one guy is doing something and maybe got some level of funding, that means that they are looking at your comp they are looking at your community, mm -hmm. and you may be next. You know, I think that's why ma what's made Lagos what it is today. You True. Know, as a I mean, it's, it's it's better to have hundred percent, like ten percent of a lot than hundred percent of nothing. True. True. Wise you words. Know, yeah. Wise words. Wise words. I think the tech startups need to pay attention to that. And even speaking of government and and startups, you know, I think it's also we haven't been quite clear, or this administration hasn't been quite clear about the ICT you know, approach and their strategy. Are they ICT focused? Because I, I, I seem to be seeing a lot of things in construction, infrastructure and agriculture. Mm -hmm. You know, their ICT approach hasn't been, you know, solidified. You know, you even still find it hard to find Twitter and Facebook accounts of their spokesperson. And that's something me and Joe had been looking for <laughs> at some point. I'm not joking, you know. I mean, you know, so it's what's this? Do you have an idea of what this government's ICT approach is? I, I don't know. I think the president has a good communications team. Okay. I mean, they're active on on social media. Okay. So, which means they are interested in the internet. So, okay. hopefully, they are working on something on the mainframe for us. Because what so. what I'd like for them to see is not so much direct involvement. Okay. But being more of enablers. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. So for we are speaking internet prices for it to go down, like, are you able to build cell towers and have like three or more um, telecom share? Yeah. Like, there's just one. Is it main one? The main one. The, the, is it fiber, fiber? optic? Fiber yeah. optics. There's just one. Are but you? I think Vodafone has fiber now. Yeah. yeah. So are you are you able to help people like mm -hmm. lay more of these cables? Yeah. Like. That's, for me, that is what I would like to do. I, I don't want you to see, hey, we've cleared 3,000 hectares and we want to start <laughs> a Silicon Valley of Africa. Like, Charlie, that, that we, we don't need that. You know, that, that I, think, I think you have a point. You know, the, the government needs to come in in an enabling mode. They don't need to suffocate, no. you know, but they need to just create an environment to enable people. Or yeah. I mean, because we all have friends in the tech space. We know how hard they are working. They, Very they, hard. They don't need you to come and tell I them mean, what to do. They are, just we are, we, are, <laughs> <laughs> we are our own case studies again. <laughs> I mean, all they need is 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 an enabling environment. Because yeah. and I think we'll do we'll do a lot better if if we if we had that. So that if someone sense. in government is listening, Charlie. So uh, we hope that someone is listening. You know, we we the we the startup grinders <laughs> of our crowd. We, uh, we are we are we are pleading that you know you 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 come and. You know, to some certain extent, give us an enabling environment. You know, we don't. The thing is, and it's happening in Lagos. Mm. There was the enablement. There was the enablement, or the, they were able to enable those guys, and they started suffocating them. You know, the policies started suffocating tech startups in Lagos and all of that. But I think that if you create an enabling environment for the tech startups to thrive, you know, give them that fiber infra infrastructure that they need and the setup. You know that there's a lot there's a lot of great stuff that can come out of ghana and i think that ghana hasn't even 
scratch 10% of what its tech startup can bring to its relevance yeah. in the international community. You know, right now, I saw a tweet on my timeline. Someone said, right now, the only good thing about Nigeria is tech and whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so when statements like that are being made about, or when statements like that start, you know, emanating from Ghanaians, then the government knows that it's doing something right. So, True. yeah, I think, I think that's something that we would like to listen or hear our listeners approach. And, you know, what do you think about the government's ICT approach? You can share with us on our Twitter pages or Facebook pages. Chalini, do we have anything else to talk about? I think that's about it. But before, have you tried the Vodafone Fiber? Have you um, heard? I haven't directly tried it. I think that a few companies are just getting on board now. Um, but I think we'll find out. We'll mm. find out, you know, I get it. I like to find out because I hear Google is also laying... Fiber. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I missed that. I missed that. So I, I would like to find out someone who has tried both and yeah. can, can do a comparison for us. Yeah. Or provide us with a speed test. Say that again. Or provide us with a speed test yeah. Of, of, yeah. of both of them yeah. and, and let's see. That so yeah, if nice. you have Google, um, Vodafone Fiber in your home, please invite us over. Make <laughs> <laughs> we take record this podcast for there. You know. That would be that would be a good gesture. Yeah. So we've come to the end of today's episode. Um, we hope that we've spoken on some nice topics that people can you know benefit from. Um, I want to give an advice, a very biased advice. If you're looking at buying a MiFi, mm-hmm. I think you should start with Busy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I think Busy and Surfline are doing amazing stuff. Um, See. When I give an advice like that, you have to first ask, where do you live? Charlie, that's true. Yeah. That's where true. do you live? It's that's very true. important. It's very key. Yeah. It's very key. Anyway, so we've come to the end of this episode of Agbogloshi. Agbogloshi. Um, it's been a great one. Yeah. Um, keep it locked with us. And God willing, we will be here next week. Signing out is Christopher Opara of Technova. And Nimote of Akrawide. Have a good day. See ya.